Hi, this is Cal Dodd, and you're listening to the FSF Popcast. The show that tried to moderate a debate between Wolverine and Deadpool, but just couldn't keep up with the sarcasm. Our show is brought to you by our charity sponsor, the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund, which supports the Wish Upon a Teen Foundation that helps out sick kids when they need it most. And just imagine the comfort you'll give Red Shirt crewman number 1963. He'll know that when he puts on the red shirt and joins Wolverine in the battles with Sabretooth, that he didn't leave his family destitute and without hope. Because the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund has his back and what's left of his claws. All right, guys, our guest today is a longtime voice actor who has provided the voice of one of my all-time favorite Marvel characters. Uh, you've heard his voice on X-Men, the animated series, Spider-Man, the animated series, Marvel superheroes, and so many more other things. In fact, he and most of the original cast are coming back to X-Men, the animated series, this fall on Disney Plus with the show title X-Men 97. I'm super excited. I am so excited to welcome... Not only I'm done, I'm okay. So I'm excited about the show. Let's let's get that for, off first and foremost. I'm ex- really excited about that. Um, so I'm a little giddy here. We're working through it. Don't worry about it. I'm spinning up. We're gonna make it. But I'm also super proud and excited to welcome the voice of Wolverine, Cal Dodd, to the FSF podcast. Welcome to the show, Cal. You are so welcome, and thank you very much. It's my pleasure. Where did I guess? Where did I see you guys, Tim? Was that was that in Grand Rapids or where yeah, were you guys? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we met you in Grand Rapids. Um, and where are you guys now? I'm actually 30 minutes up the road from Grand Rapids. That, that's like oh, okay. my, you guys were, you guys were literally in my backyard. So I was like, I can't not go to see the guys from X-Men. So <laughs> yeah, of course not. I'm just on the other side of the state, which is why I didn't get to go and meet you in Grand Rapids, which was heartbreaking, but I'm I get in to meet you now. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, Nick and I were the ones that met you in, in Grand yeah. Rapids and talked with you for a little bit. And, yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, Kathleen pretended she was busy or whatever. She wasn't really interested, but you know, it's okay. I, well, false. <laughs> false. She's like false, false. I, I cried news. the whole time you guys were there. All right. So Cal, in my opinion, there are only a few people who are iconically a, a character. You know, we think I, you can think of Kevin Conroy, uh, rest in peace, Kevin, uh, uh, but Kevin Conroy as Batman, there's Mark Hamill as the Joker and you as Wolverine to name a few. But because of your your vocal talents, you've gained quite a following and you're a popular attraction at Comic-Cons and fan expos. So what does it mean to you to have such a connection to the fan base and, and how they view your work? Again, it, it, it all comes down to, um, to to this guy, to the character, to, to Wolvie Logan. Um, and the, the, I can see why the fans love him because he's got like, this huge heart um, he doesn't take any crap and he defends all of his friends and, you know, looks after them basically. And anyone that was bullied in school or picked on, this is definitely their dude because being a mutant and the way he is, he, he's constantly looking to be accepted and just never seems to happen for him, <laughs> including even with his relationship with women. He just, it just, he's just always the gene thing just broke his heart. Of course, right. he's still he's still in love with her, for sure. And uh, oh, just wait, then next next men ninety seven. You you okay? I can't tell you anything. You know that, but <laughs> Wolverine and Jean, and you know it's just, it ain't over. Anyway, so the fans and and when I go to these comic cons, I just I can't get there soon enough because they they are they are so darling, dear, and 
and sincere about the way they feel about this guy. And they, they all come up to a, to a person. And my wife goes with me, Donna, and she's sitting at the table, mostly at that time sitting at the table. <clears throat> she just shakes her shakes her head okay, because they just come up and, and say, before I say anything, I have to thank you for making my childhood. And I, I, I've heard that so many times. It just, it, uh, it makes my heart warm. And she, of course, shakes her head and goes like, you're kidding, right? You <laughs> <he> made your <laughs> childhood, <laughs> you know, being the wife. It's like, right. oh, really? Yeah. So, but um, he, I just, I love him to death. I always have. And when the show finished after five years, I was just like, what do you, what do you mean finished? This is a popular show. I said, well, it's kind of an unwritten law. They don't want to go beyond five years. I said, well, who wrote that law? Yeah, who wrote that? Who wrote that piece of shit? Oh, pardon me. Who wrote that? Who wrote that law? Bob. And you know, um, he's. They love him to death, and I loved him, and and so, and so I can't believe I'm back with him. Like they cut off one of my arm. Now someone's put it back on, and away we go with Disney. So <laughs> it's, it's it's just going to be a blast and a half. We've done ten episodes. Uh, they've said they announced at the uh, San Diego Comic Con that they're doing. We're doing 10 more before they even see the first 10. So it, it, that's wonderful. And the fans, I love them. I tell them, I mean, they're just, they're just, like I said, they are so giving, warm. And um, I love meeting the, the kids. And obviously, there are a lot of, well, like I said, because they were mutants. That's why they gravitated towards them. People who are were bullied, et cetera, or had anything out of the norm. They loved him. They loved all of them, whatever characters, you know, women, girls loved uh, Rogue and et cetera. But even I'm amazed at the, the girls that also love Wolverine because, I don't know, it's just, it's amazing. And uh, I was going to say that, so in these Comic-Cons, there are so many, it's amazing, autistic children. And in one case, it was an autis autistic father with his daughter who was about 12, 11 or 12, and she was autistic as well. And he walked up to the table and it's just, uh, he wouldn't, he, had a, he was dressed, all dressed in black, black cape and stuff. And he had Wolverine's claws on. And I had mine on and I wear them when I'm at the, at the table and stuff. And he walked up and he just stood in front of me with his daughter beside him. They were both dressed in black. And she's just like gazing at me. And he's like looking straight at me and goes on for about two minutes saying, I have to thank you for my childhood. I was, I, I'm, I'm autistic and my daughter here is autistic, is autistic as well. And we just so loved Wolverine, and uh, just I just wanted I had to thank you because you you're the reason I'm still alive. Because I was at times oh going to going to take my own life, but I realized that, that Wolverine would never do that. And, <laughs> and so I, you know, I, I'm just now, now I'm starting to I'm starting to get a little teary eyed with this this guy. And then he's his he uh, he finishes, and and so I just wanted to thank you so much for my life. And I put my hand out to him, took my cloth, put my hand out, and he took the claw off and shook my hand and said, thank you so much, and turned around with his, his daughter, and they headed off. <laughs> up comes the running, this woman up to my table, uh, and she said, it was his wife. She said, she's in tears, and she said, I have never, ever seen my husband touch another human being, ever, with this, physically touch another human being. But he had to shake your hand. It was Wolverine, so he took. You know, he touched me. He said, <laughs> "I said, oh my God!" So I lost it, and 
I said, so just, I, I love you all. Right. Just don't be so silly. It was that, that to me is, says it all as far as fans and stuff. Cause that, that broke my heart. It was just like, Oh, geez, this is just amazing. This show, what it's spawned. And, uh, it's, I just I love it. Yeah, the community around this this show, the love for this show, uh, is amazing. <laughs> oh, anybody yeah. anybody you talk to about it, you know, you say, hey, um, this is what's you know. I yeah, remember this show. Oh yeah, and you, I've actually had conversations with full on complete strangers. In fact, in line waiting to talk with you, I was talking with the people in front of me, uh, and they could not wait to get up to talk to you because they were so excited about meeting their childhood hero. Yeah, and. And I was like, well, well, yeah, that's why we're all here. And, um, <laughs> you know, cause yeah. the great thing about, about comic cons, especially for a guy like me is that, you know, I, I do this show and I, and I talk to people who are out there doing the things and, and it's awesome to be able to talk to people that, um, have had such an impact on your life as a young man and, and yeah. have had an impact on, on your fandoms and all these different things. But here I have to try at least to be somewhat professional at a Comic-Con. I can go there and be, just be a fan and it's fantastic. You know, I can do all the giggling that I can't do on camera here and uh, you know, I try to, I mean, it happens, but I, you know, I try to limit it, but, uh, but yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's amazing. Uh, just even being in Grand Rapids and watching the lines for each one of the the, the X Men characters that was there, and then going to the panel room and, and listening to the panel interactions and you know things like that, and, and seeing everybody in their cosplay and how excited they were just to just to be in the room. Yeah. They didn't have to be part of the conversation, but just to be there was pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, that <clears throat> that um, was that the panel when we were all up there and Larry was with us and the writers yeah, and were you, there as well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, a couple that, of you guys are up on the couch, and uh, yeah. there was a bunch of chairs around. Yeah, and it, I think that just got out. That was sort of out of hand. I mean, there was too much for the fans at one time. I, I, it, that should have just been the characters. We, you know, the, the voice guys should have been there so that people could like actually talk to their. Because when, once a writer starts telling the story, <laughs> it goes it goes on for half a day. <laughs> and at one point, I was just gonna I was just gonna get up and say to the audience. I'll be, I'll be back in about 20 minutes because I, I knew who was getting up this year. I'll be back in about 20. I'll see you later. <laughs> Honest to God, I was close. Oh, would you look at the time? Do, Wolverine would do that. He would just be like, hey, excuse me. I go where, when and where I want to go. <clears throat> when and where I want to go, pal. And head off. <laughs> call me Call me when you need somebody. As it's already been established, we're nerds. We're just, we're nerdy people. It's what we do. And Isn't as everyone? nerds, <laughs> as nerds we're usually curious about the origin story of our favorite characters and our favorite actors yeah so question for you cal what is it that got you into acting performing and eventually voiceover work that's a long story well just seriously we came over from ireland and we were all singers from the age of i'll, I'll just preface this by saying my my younger brother one of my, not the youngest sean sean my youngest brother sean was born blind and deaf god love him and he died about six seven he was never supposed to live past the age of uh, three because he had a hole in his heart blind and deaf mom had german measles when he was born so he was oh, born blind oh, and deaf it was just terrible and and very very expensive like he couldn't eat pot he had to eat baby gerber baby food. anyway i told you it'd be a long story so <laughs> there there were five of us four of us at home that uh, sean died and um we, all, we were all um singers and everyone sang 
mom and dad were beautiful voice both of them and we all sang as a family we, we would sing at different functions in our little town of 3,200 people on Lake Erie uh, we would sing at conservative uh, deals and at liberal you know conventions and stuff all Irish songs mm -hmm. so all these old Irish songs we would sing anyway so Rory's the youngest and the two of us I, I did a rock opera on Hamlet Shakespeare's Hamlet was called Kronberg 1582, which eventually went to Broadway. I got Rory his first job ever. Uh, he worked across the street from our house in the beer store. And I took, I got him and said, come on, you gotta get into this crazy business. So he, you know, well, he didn't care. So he got the gig with me. And so I, he was played uh, um, Horatio. I was Hamlet in this, we spent a summer in the theater. As a result of that, the show went to Broadway. He went with it. I went to New York to work with the Three Dog Night, the rock group and to, uh, replace them with our group that we were putting together with Capitol Records. And so Rory was there doing his thing with him. He took from our show in Canada, Beverly D'Angelo, who ended up, you know, the actress, Beverly D'Angelo. Mm -hmm. That was, she was, she, she and Rory were in the original show with me, myself. And um, uh, she, she went with it and Rory went with it. The only one to the original cast to go to Broadway. And in that production, they met, Rory met Meatloaf. Right. So Rory, of course, they got together before Meatloaf, of course, that even happened. And Jim Steinman and Meatloaf got together with Rory. And Rory was the the background singer with another guy and uh, uh, the girl that sang background and toured with Meatloaf for the next two or three years. However, Meat was, you know, and did all the records bad out of hell and all that stuff. So one night he's in uh, the studio and he's recording something. Steinman did demos, of course, as all writers do. And Rory did the did his demos for him so mm -hmm. it's about you know, we've been singing demos for him all night and and steinman says hey rory ice he called him because he was from canada ice Duh. hey ice can you sing one more song i'm doing this record uh, with bonnie tyler can you just sing i need this part in it <laughs> he said he said jim it's like two in the morning said, it'll only take you 15 <laughs> minutes it'll only take you 15 minutes it's only two in the morning oh how silly of me <laughs> so, so he said so he's this is what he's saying seriously so <laughs> Turn around every now and then I get a little bit low. Turn around right eyes every now and then I fall apart. So Bonnie, <laughs> that was the song that he sang in 20 minutes. And he ended up on the Grammys with her singing the that turn around every now and then I, with Bonnie Tyler, totally clips of the heart. So yeah. he did he did it. That was his career for the you know for the rest of his working days and stuff. And I continued on with the acting, the the rock group. And at that point, I was also doing jingles. I was the singer in Canada for commercials and stuff, like beers, bras, uh, eggs, you know, anything. Like, just like in the States. I would go to the States to sing some of these jobs and stuff, you know, as a male lead vocalist thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then also group singing. And I did that for 25 years. And then someone asked me if I, we were doing a commercial singing thing for Chrysler and it was, who's got all the, they wanted someone to play the sergeant in like a march off thing. Who's got all the four by fours. That would be me. And Lori, one of the other guys said, you do that, Kel. And they would ask like, Chrysler's got the four by fours round off. And that, that thing. A year after I did that, the guy remembered me. That was a singing gig. I had never done a voiceover. The guy remembered me and he, uh, for Chrysler and a year later and said, would you be interested if you'd like to be our voiceover for Chrysler, voiceover. I'd never done one. Knew that it paid at least twice what singers get. Singers only get scale. Never more, never more than scale. 
think so voice i said well let me think yes <laughs> so i did so for, for the next year two years i did chrysler it was the voice of chrysler which was stupid money and it's like wow that's the only voiceover i did someone called karen gora actually not someone karen gora who was the casting person for x-men phoned me and said calvin you like to audition for this character uh, for this new project that they're doing it was it was all under wraps they wouldn't tell you what the mm -hmm. project was I said, sure, okay. So I went, and it was, it was um, this guy. Oops, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> and um, I said, okay. So they explained what he was, who he did, what, why he, what he, you know, he's five foot three, stuffed his nails, and you know, he has a big heart, blah blah. And yeah, we hear Clint Eastwood, and I went, okay, great. When I read the line, the first line they gave me, I went, Clint Eastwood. You know, uh, <clears throat> I said, I, I better be able to talk. <clears throat> Like, you know, go ahead, punk, make my day. That's, you know, Clint was very quiet, sort of mm -hmm. that way. I said, I, this needs more volume. They said, just, hey, we just mentioned that name. You know, there's this other name, Steve McQueen. I went, good, I like that, because that's his short. Steve McQueen, one of my favorite actors, very into him, very quiet, mm -hmm. insecure, and like, into himself. And I love that about Wolverine, because he's very quiet, doesn't really talk to a lot of people or anything like that. Social, he's not really sociable. Um, so they gave me the line. I said, okay. And I said, oh, by the way, you'll love this. So <laughs> again, I didn't know. I'd never heard of the X-Men. Didn't know who they were. And, it, you know, let alone who Wolverine was. And this character, look at the character, the sheet of paper that, that they gave me to read the line. And I said, so who, I said, um, Sabretooth. I said, seriously, I said, is this, is this a, a, an animal cartoon? And they said, what? Pardon? And then they just started laughing their heads <laughs> off. I said, Wolverine and Sabretooth? Is this an, an animal thing? And I was serious. But they just started, when they stopped laughing, they said, no, no, no. Sabretooth, and they showed me a picture of him. I said, oh, geez, geez okay. I said, no, no, he's your, you hate him. He's your arch enemy. He could possibly be your, your brother somewhere way back or something, but no one knows for sure. But you don't like him. Whatever you two meet, all you do is scream and fight. That's all. Oh, okay. I said, it makes more sense now. <laughs> so this is the the first line I read. So, all right, you egg-sucking piece of gutter trash. You always did like picking on people shorter than you. Well, I'm shorter. Try pushing me. And there's, ah! the claws, and the fight was on, of course. Well, they just dropped their, they just dropped their drawers and was like, holy shit, give them some more lines. <laughs> there goes the, your thing. So I, they did, and, you know, the next one was that, I know what you're thinking, punk. Question is, can I get Wolverine before he turns me into shish kebab with those claws? Well, Bub, <laughs> seeing as how these claws are adamantium, the strongest metal known, and can slice through vanadium steel like a hot knife through butter, buddy. You've got to ask yourself, do I feel lucky? Yeah, so they just went, okay, thanks, we've heard enough. And I, I just left. They went, oh, okay. They phoned me that night that we would like you to be our Wolverine. And I said, okay, whoever he is, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the next five years was just like unbelievable and you know i'm so happy to be back doing it again so that's the short answer kathleen to your... i love it that's a great yeah. answer though that yeah. is fantastic <laughs> yeah and so then i you know then for some reason they, they i guess it's just word of mouth and stuff but it could go from this guy's voice to to um wasn't very nice to throw me in the sewer like that was it sarah <laughs> too, too slappy from goosebumps <laughs> that goof whoa 
I did that too, but like, to, like to, talk about two totally different extremes in register. It was very yeah, nice of you to throw me in that. Wolverine. Yeah. So anyway, that's the way it happened, Kathleen. I, My story. I love that though. That is. Okay. And it's. <laughs> I mean, coming from an Irish family, being hearing the yeah, no, it's it's totally we're all performance driven. I get that. Like, yeah, my I, grandmother, my grandmother was an opera singer. My parents met doing community theater. Like, I I look at this with the oh, okay, yeah, no, it's just it is so ingrained yeah. in our blood. It's just yeah. for that to be yeah. your origin made sense to me. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, with the Irish, for sure, like everyone Irish. Well, of course, we're born there. Um, but mom was just an unbelievable, beautiful voice, and dad sang as well. And in the church, of course, he was he would lead the singer and stuff, you know, from the front. Mom would be the organist, and we, of course, you know, everyone would sing basically. There, there is awesome. something though about the Irish that they just love performing. They love making people happy. They, it's yeah. I and that. I have kissed the Blarney Stone as well. So you know, the yak, the jabber never stops. No. Uh, it's beautiful though, isn't it? <laughs> I haven't made it there. My mom and my brother did, and I was so jealous. But I can't wait to get to Ireland. It's it's the lifelong. That's the that's the travel dream. That's where I, yeah. Get going, so, Tim. Trust me, it's it's been under discussion for some time. So my wife and I just celebrated our 25th anniversary, and I'm like, you know, TikTok, honey, oh, let's congratulations. Go. Oh, thank you. So hopefully one day I'll be able to convince her into it. I don't think because I need to convince her. It's more that just making. It happened. Yeah, we just celebrated our thirtieth uh, November last this past November. Oh, awesome! Congratulations. Yeah, welcome. I mean, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> As you mentioned, Cal Wolverine isn't the only character you've played. You also did uh, Goosebumps as Slappy. You've also done Fraggle songs as Dozer, and Ron Rapid Fire, just to name a few. So, is there another role out there that you particularly enjoyed that you think people need to pay a little more attention to? Well, it's not it's not gone any it's not on any longer. I think it was only on for two years. It was called King, and the guy and I just loved doing his voice. The guy's name was Bob Wire, Bob Wire, because he was made of you know, barbed wire. His, his whole body was barbed wire, and so his name was Bob Wire. But he had one That's of awesome. that, like almost like the voice of the guy from um, it was another uh, not Fraggle Rock. Uh, was it Fraggle? Yeah, the Fraggles, because the Fraggles lived below. The scientist had his dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and below the Fraggles lived below in the thing, right? In the yeah. basement, supposedly. Yep. But yeah, so there was this big character in Fraggle Rock that was just great, and I just loved. I sort of borrowed that voice that I heard, but he, he was like. Um, all right, you Fuegos, like Fuegos, he, he couldn't pronounce his R's, they were Fuegos, like uh, Fuegos, like Elma Fudd sort of thing, but with a guavoey voice. Anyway, it's a fun, it was a fun role and it's gone now, so no one will ever see it, but it was called King. Oh, and another one that was uh, uh, The Weird Years, it was called, and it only lasted for a year as well, but it was a great thing. And that was like a, of a Russian sort of, uh, the guy from um, uh, Fiddler on the Roof, that kind of a, uh, that kind of a voice, you know, mm -hmm. Zero Mostel, the, the guy that was from Fiddler, the, the Fiddler on the Roof, the star guy. Because I love that movie and, and the musical, et cetera. But, uh, I just loved his voice too. <laughs> the way he talked to, to Jesus. You kidding? This thing. Uh, he's not good for her. That kind of a voice. You know, I love doing those kind of voices. <laughs> but growing up with my father, I found out that I could make 
a lot of people laugh and I love making my father laugh and any I would do Gomer Pyle Jerry Lewis and, and I would just impersonate Humphrey Bogart whatever and because I was good at it I had an ear for that and I carried that on of course when I got into this thing which brings up the story of doing an X-Men episode and Norm Spencer when we when we did used to do it all together live in the when we first started all seven of us would be in the studio with like, you know, a microphone in front of each one of us with a baffle between that, you know, that the leakage got so bad, but the engineer is going like, this is, you know, this is crazy. I can hear him, you know, for over there. There's no, like, I need separation here between the voices because mm -hmm. they made it a nightmare to edit that for this one episode. And it was the first year, I think, that they, uh, they asked, and like I said, I didn't know any of these voiceover people. They were all voiceover artists, like, you know, for doing commercials, et cetera. And this was my first other than Chrysler, the first voiceover I'd ever done. And I would never see anyone else because I wasn't, the only commercial I'd ever done was this Chrysler thing and I didn't have to audition for it. They just gave me the gig and I never saw any other of the voice people. So they, they're all, now I'm surrounded by them doing X-Men. And Norm, we became really, really good friends and may he rest in peace, uh, um, was Cyclops. And of course our characters hated each other and he's right beside me in the studio. So they, <laughs> And I do a really good Ted Knight too. And, and every time he said it, he did a voice, I, I would I would go, I do that one too, Mary. <laughs> do Ted Knight, I do that one too, Norm. And he would go, just look at me and go like, oh, shut up. <laughs> so the guys, the guys, the guys were doing this particular episode. Wolverine is out of his Wolverine outfit and in a pool hall and he's playing pool and he's got the, you know, the long chops of the hair and stuff and sideburns. And, um, there's these hoods or whatever, and they're all just got pool cues in their hands and stuff. So they needed voices for them. There was like one, one or two lines each one of them had. So someone said in the studio said to, to out through the glass to us, "Does anyone do uh, Jack Nicholson?" <clears throat> and of course, Norm's Norm's hand goes up, says, "I, I, I can do that." <laughs> and so I, I'm standing beside him, and he does this. He reads. They read, gave him the line, and he read it and stuff, and. Uh, I because I was hesitant to do anything because I'm brand new, and I said, um, I think I can, I think I can do, I'll let you try too. I can do that as well. I, I'll try it. So, so I did the line, and Norm was like, um, I'll just read. All right, you egg sucking piece of gutter trash. Now, whatever <laughs> it was, whatever it was, I had to read. It just, he just, they, they started laughing in the studio at me. And he said, you know, no, to kill the bug up your ass, Norm. So Norm turns to me and just says, why don't, why don't you just, okay, just piss off. <laughs> like, but uh, in a nice way. And that, he actually just turned to me and said, you know, that bomb word. And like, he said, oh, no, being serious, but not, you know, saying, oh, come on. What, what, what don't you do? What voice don't you, don't you do? And I and I just laughed at, you know, we just had a laugh and went, anyway, I'm in, I'm the one doing the Jack Nicholson impersonation in that episode. Get out of here, you long fuzzy hairball, or whatever he said back then. Uh, it, it was hilarious. Those, there were a lot of those moments with between Norm and I, so it was a lot of fun. All right, so uh, Cal, one of my favorite things in movies, TV shows, or animation for sure is when they want the character to swear, and it's pretty clear that that's what they want him to do. But due to the show, the ratings, the audience, or whatever, they use substitute words that are actually written into the script, like Star Wars uses. Carabast. Uh, other shows use frack or gorum, rutten or frag. Those are some substitute swear word examples. So Zach Walliner from Twitter wanted me to ask you, uh, what was your favorite replacement 
for cursing during his time playing the old knucklehead. The one I just read for you. That <laughs> my first line that I ever read. All right, you. All right, you egg sucking piece of gutter trash. That's as close. To me. There, there's a there is a thing on on YouTube. <clears throat> that's a great thing. Well, and it's I've I don't I'm sorry, but I don't know who came up with it and pieced all these things together. But it's it's called Wolverine's attempt at swearing. And there's about eight, <laughs> 30, 35 different lines that he said, all like that. You egg sucking piece of gutter trash. I, I, I can't think of there are many of them. But I'm going to have to look that YouTube video up, though. That sounds hilarious. Highly entertaining. Yeah, I'm sure it would be. I just love that because, you know, you, you yeah, you see, you know, you think about like I was th thinking of this when uh, uh, like Star Wars Rebels uses the word Carabast and they uh, they call each other like uh, they call each other Bantha Fodder or Sith Spit or something like that. Scruffy looking nerf herder. Scruffy looking nerf herder. Firefly uses Gorum and Rutten and, you know, uh, things like that. So it's kind of popular in, in, in TV shows and mm. animation to, to do that, you know, to get it on the right and legal side of things. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he could have come up, but it, it, they turned those into uh, like you egg sucking piece of gutter trash. You know, you know what he what he wanted to say. All right, you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right oh exactly okay. so cal another one of our twitter followers agent x 710 wanted to know have you ever adopted something your character has said as part of your everyday life and if so do you find yourself slipping into that character's voice when you do it all the time i'm at a uh, <laughs> at the, well again growing up in this town the town that i grew up in it was a, it, a tough town and of uh, 3,250 people on a, the, but, but the largest lake, inland lake, freshwater fishing fleet in the world, which is pretty amazing uh, in Port Dover, like fishing, fishing tugs, et cetera. Mm -hmm. anyway, it's a rough town. So I heard half these things, uh, the lines I had to read for Wolverine, like egg, you, egg sucking, not that one particularly, but that kind of talk. And like, uh -huh. um, uh, um, any, <clears throat> that, what this picture is from that line anytime, anytime pretty boy <laughs> heard all those growing up like you know and and what's the matter teacher's pet got a got cold feet that, that's that's what pre, that that's the line before he says anytime pretty boy to cyclops what's the matter teacher's pet got cold feet and then cyclops looks at him like he's gonna give blast him with something you know there's only Wolverine Cyclops there because the professor had just taken off in his chair because Cyclops is sucking up to him. Professor, didn't you say that we were supposed to try and influence the, the <laughs> mutants into regular society? And Wolverine's like basically doing this behind him. Blah, 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 blah. blah. <laughs> That's what I've always thought about Wolverine. Teachers, yeah, the teacher's pet got cold feet and he gives him a dirty look and Wolverine's response is, anytime, pretty boy. So... Yeah, I've actually um, used the anytime pretty boy line a couple of times. In yeah, my or life. back off, back off, bub. And I use bub all the time. These little young kids, like 10 or 12 at the golf course, come up behind me and pull my, like, at the snack shack. Mr. Dodd, Mr. Dodd, can you, can you do Wolverine's voice, please? So we, we have a Facebook group and it has over 209,000 members. And they are big fans of everything sci fi and, all sorts of the geeky culture and, and stuff. And 
it is just filled with memes. It is this mixed with this. So if you were to take two of your characters that you've played, which two characters would you like to see like mesh together to become a whole new character? <laughs> I'm just laughing because I'm thinking of Slappy, which would not be good to meld him with Wolverine. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't mind. Uh, I would say, well, except I don't like, well, like I said, Wolverine doesn't have any luck with women. So I don't know if it would bother him that he couldn't. <laughs> well, yeah, it would, because you really want to kiss Gene. Uh, I was going to say Rogue. I would I would uh, morph those two um, so I could, just so Wolverine could fly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all we need. All we need is Wolverine flying around now. Um, yeah. Or that, or, or Beast, because I love Beast's brain. Beast and Wolverine, that would be weird. Uh-huh. Yeah, because Wolverine, I mean, Beast is built like crazy, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's just so mild-mannered. That, which is like a contradiction with Wolverine. I like the combination uh, of Beast and Wolverine, though. Yeah. That could be a lot of fun. There's, there's no hair problem there. <laughs> <laughs> both, both of them have this thing happening. You know, it's so... Uh, right? I don't know. That's what my hair looks like when I wake up in the morning. Yeah. That's why I wear a hat most times. And you wonder why your child is... So, see, so Beast, like the Beast... This is Eric's other book. You've probably you've talked to Eric and those guys, haven't you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't, you Absolutely. know, I don't, I don't know. I would, I don't know who I would join together, besides Wolverine and Beast. Or if it was going to be a girl, it would be. Uh, although Storm would be good too, but I, I'm going to say I would morph. <laughs> this is this is a very smartass move uh, answer to that question from <clears throat> from Wolverine, but from his heart. I got an idea because well, I, I answered a question like this too. And it was, uh, I think I did it in that, in that panel thing that you, that we, you guys were at. <clears throat> I, I, I said, I would, I would, I would like to be Cyclops. I think that's what I said to the question. I said, I would like to be Cyclops so I could be with Gene. <laughs> there that you was go. The question. That was the question that they asked me. So that's sort of the same. I would meld those two just so I could be with Gene. Mm-hmm. There you go. Because that, okay. that's he's all he's all about Gene Wolverine. He, is. he just loves Always. her to death. Yeah. Always and forever, for sure. Yeah. All right. So uh at this point in our show, Cal, one of the things that we do is we either take our guests through a quiz or we ask them a silly question to end things up. And so today we're gonna ask you the silly question. Okay. <laughs> oh, I thought we'd already done that. Oh well, well that's... those were our serious questions. <laughs> we, yeah, those were our attempts at serious questions. This is more of a oh, no. silly one. Okay. All right. If you, Cal Dodd, were an ice cream flavor, what would you be? Chocolate. Okay. Yeah. Most popular flavor. <laughs> there huh? you go. Well, you can't argue it, it with it. It is the most popular flavor. That is for sure. Oh, is it? Oh, I yeah. So I'm then I think sure. vanilla second or something. Growing up, I would never eat anything. <laughs> this is so bland. But vanilla, never. My husband is the same way. Wow. It's just it's weird. I just uh, I never I hated strawberry. Um, I didn't really like chocolate. I, I love chocolate now, and it, uh, still vanilla. There you go. That's it. Well, Cal, thank you so much for being on our show today. Where can our listeners go to find out more about you and your works? Uh, you can go to caldod.com, c a l d o d d dot com. Not my pronounced pronounced. Not my uh, true spelling of my name, which Kathleen might understand. 
um, is it's pronounced Cahal. It's spelled C-A-T-H-A-L. You don't pronounce the T, and it's pronounced Cahal. When I came to Canada, the kids at school were calling me cattle because they they were told not to pronounce it. So they pronounced it cattle. And I came home to mom and I said, mom, they're calling me a cow at school. They're calling me a bovine. Like, said, what? <laughs> and this is this is grade three. Cattle, they're calling me. Mm, that fella. <laughs> he said, no, God, no. So we changed it right away to cow, C-A-L. So what was the question again? <laughs> What's the question again? Uh, just where people can go to find out more about your work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Caldod.com. And every since <clears throat> since um what's this what do you call it uh, since um COVID hit here in Canada or basically the world, but when we all really knew okay we're in for something here it's it's here for sure was March 2020, somewhere around that time and I started just to keep up to keep friends spirits up I started posting one to two mostly two songs every day still to this present day i'm over a thousand songs that i posted on facebook so it, it's and on facebook it's cal dodd you know whatever but it's the songs are, are really like they're excellent songs and of course for saint patrick's day they're all irish songs <laughs> for christmas it's like all uh, ave maria uh, maria uh, our Lord, the Lord's, not the Lord's prayer, oh, holy night, and that you know everything, and the you know the, the hymns, uh, yeah, Christmas songs, and, and the rest. All that time, it's just the songs that I love singing, and that I've sung all my life, etc. And like you know, great, great rock songs and pop tunes and everything. So I'm over a thousand. That's about it. Well, just Twitter at Real Cal Dodd on Twitter. That's about it. All right. Well, we will link your website and. Definitely make sure that our viewers and our listeners can go and find you and figure out what you've got coming up. Yeah. So Kathleen on, on the website, when you open it up, it's, uh, uh, well, my head black and white, but then it starts off with commercials that I did, like uh, audio commercials, voiceovers, mm -hmm. then singing commercials. Then, you know, there's different cat, uh, lines that you can go to and then uh, sort of religious songs, whatever. And my CD, there's a cut, all the 10, 15 cuts of mm -hmm. my last CD that I released. And uh, uh, and of course Wolverine, like the that excerpt, like I know what you're thinking, punk. That one and Slappy, but very nice of you to pick on me. <laughs> and um, the other character characters I was talking about around there, well as well, Weird Years and the guy from King, Bob Wire, which mm -hmm. are very good, very funny. Um, but, but everything that you 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 need is there. Awesome. Like, that's sort of like a summary summary of the career that I've had. I want to remind everybody that subscribing is the single most important thing you can do to ensure that we get more amazing guests like Cal Dodd here today and funny moments for you to be able to listen to. So please subscribe. It helps more than we can really tell you. And make sure you go to check out Cal on the social media sites. His website is fantastic. Uh, we didn't get a really a chance to talk about his music today, but Cal has an amazing singing voice, by the way. Uh, he's able to hit the low notes, the high notes. He's just, his, his yeah. voice soars. Uh, so go check that out. You will not be disappointed in what you find on his website. But if for whatever reason, you are not happy with the content of our show today, please feel free to lodge a complaint with the head of our complaint department, Wolverine and his daughter slash clone X23. They brand a sharp version of justice with their antibadium claws. So bring three copies of your complaint form, one to be held on file at Xavier's mansion and a copy for both Wolverine and one for X-23. But be assured that once they have determined the validity of your complaint, they will get straight to the point, if you know what I mean. And since Wolverine and X-23 can only be killed most likely by drowning, 
I think we're probably in trouble, particularly since we're just tired old podcasters who need to improve their skill and ability. So go gentle on us. We don't heal like Wolverine does. At least I can swim. All right, guys, that's the end of our show. Goodbye. Ciao. Copyright 2023 FSF Podcast. Reference to any specific product or entity mentioned on this podcast does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by FSF Podcast. The views expressed by the guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact us via email at info at fsfpopcast.com. Original music by Jordan Michaels.